0: Good afternoon. Welcome to a Bill Allen Facebook class. Nice to have you with me today. Coming to you from downtown Tyler, Texas on a beautiful day. It's uh, almost fall here in Texas. There's a little bit of cool in the air at times, and that's a nice thing. It's a little bit warm in the afternoons, but that's going away as well. We're thankful to God for the wonderful world he's created and the marvelous seasons and everything about it. We understand that, um, that uh, the world is in a, a very difficult place right now and our hearts and our prayers and our love and our concern all go out for those who are suffering around the world, especially for those who are suffering unjustly, who have been the victims of horrible, horrible terrorist attacks that we have seen in Israel and we are concerned for our world. We pray that God will take hold, and that, uh, as we say in this country, that liberty and justice for all would be able to uh, be uh, be able to come from this. So I pray for God's will to be done. I know you do as well, and I pray for Him uh, and His presence to be with those who are in need. Uh, other places uh, in the world that are going through difficulties, and we know them very well in this modern technological age um, but you know what we're talking about today is um, uh, is something that is very much appropriate because we are talking about reconciliation and the great scripture in 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God that's our only hope for being coming the righteousness of God because of our sin And so God took that barrier and placed it on his own son to provide us with forgiveness. And uh, the one who endured such pain and uh, injustice uh, and unjust suffering for us is our Savior Jesus Christ. So as we think about that today, and we consider the thoughts of Oswald Chambers in his book, uh, My Utmost for His Highest, there are some things that I think are very helpful to us. And before you can talk about reconciliation, you need to first speak about degeneration, and that is the degeneration of sin. We know that uh, Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and were cast out of that garden in spite of the fact that God had promised uh, his presence with them forever. They gave that up because of their own selfish desires, just like we do when we sin. Um, And yet God provided a way. But we first remember the words of Paul in Romans chapter 5, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, thus death spread to all because all sinned. Uh, And then there's more to that passage that speaks about uh, through the one man Jesus Christ came regeneration. But let's, let's look at this subject of degeneration first of all. Uh, The Bible does not say that God punished the human race for one man's sin. It's a great verse on that in Ezekiel in the Old Testament, the prophet Ezekiel uh, chapter 18, really the whole chapter. But Ezekiel 18 verse 20 says this, the soul that sins is the one that will die. The father shall not bear the iniquity for the son, neither shall the son bear the iniquity of the father. The righteousness of the righteous person will be upon them, and the wickedness of the wicked person will be upon them. Again, Ezekiel eighteen, that's verse twenty, and um, and so we we uh, we realize that there are some who believe that since Adam sinned, all the earth and all the world and all of human humanity and mankind that's ever lived is guilty because of Adam's sin. But that's just not true. Scripture is clear that uh, we are guilty of our own sins and it's unless we have the blood of Jesus Christ in our lives um, we will not be saved we will not be reconciled to God because of our sin Um, and so the nature of sin uh, my claim to my right to myself and it's the same thing that Satan promised Adam and Eve in the garden that he promises us today, you'll be like God, you'll be your own boss, you'll be your own, you'll make your own rules, you'll have your own way. And that, that temptation is very prevalent in the world today, and especially, I think, in our American culture, where that's what we want. We want to be able to call all the shots. We don't want to look to the Bible because the Bible is it's it's uh, it's too binding. It tells us we can't do some of the things we want. And it tells us that we should do things that we don't really want to do. And put our neighbor before ourselves, and uh, live according to God's morality, and not the morality based on my own feelings and what gives me pleasure. Those things we don't like, and the Bible gives those things. And there's there, you can't explain that away, in my opinion. And when we go against God's word and God's will, as He has uh, revealed it in Scripture, um, that's called sin. That's called sin, and. We want to be our own God. We want to call our own shots. And that was the same thing that Adam and Eve wanted. And it's the same temptation and sinfulness that we have today. Um, And it took Jesus dying on the cross to deal with that. Uh, The nature of sin is not just immorality and wrongdoing, but the nature of self-realization, which leads us to say, I am my own God. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? We want to do things our way. We do that sin of the high and uplifted hand where we look up to heaven and we say, I don't care what you say, God, I want to do it my way. I want to do this. It's a great song uh, that Elvis and Frank Sinatra and others made famous. But it's far from scripture. Uh, It's far from scripture. Jesus said in John 14, in very exclusive language, using a term today, uh, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And we can explain that away all day long, trying to uh, appeal to our culture around us or trying to uh, fulfill our own selfish desires. But, uh, it doesn't change what the word says. Jesus is the way I, I may be my own God, but I am not God. And that fact will ultimately come very, very clear. Um, this nature may exhibit itself in uh, in, in immorality and other sins, uh, but again the common basis is that it has is that nature of degeneration, that desire in myself to call the my own shots. Um, God touches sin through redemption. It is through the cross of Christ, Chambers writes, that God redeemed the entire human race from the possibility of damnation Uh, Through our own sinfulness. Uh, That's my belief and I think that's right Uh, We're not responsible for Adam's sin. We're not responsible and in danger of hell because Adam and Eve sinned, but rather we're in danger because we have sinned Scripture says it very clearly in Romans chapters 1 through 3, but especially in chapter 3 where he says all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. And that, and that's true of all of us. Um, Jesus was the light that came into the world in the midst of degeneration, and he brought about regeneration. And, and so those wonderful words in Galatians one at just the right time, um, in the fullness of time, when it pleased God, he revealed, he brought his son in Galatians one and in Galatians four and throughout that book. It speaks of the salvation that comes only through faith in Christ, and he came at just the right time, and he came uh, to bring regeneration for us. Um, And if he's going to do that, then that means I have to let him. Um, I'm I'm not holy by myself. I'm only holy through the blood of Christ. And if Jesus is truly going to regenerate me, then I have to put his will above my own. Uh, I can begin to see what he means when he says I have to be holy. Uh, as I look at my own life and, uh, and the degeneration that has occurred because of our own sinfulness. Uh, the teaching of Christ is meant to be applied to the life which he puts within us. He regenerates us so that we can live. In the words of Romans chapter six and also Colossians chapter two, we die to sin. And we're buried with Christ through baptism into death. And so we're raised to live a new life. It's that new life that should be a demonstration of the regeneration that comes through Jesus Christ. He's given us his Holy Spirit. He has redeemed us. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, a great old song that we used to sing in youth group days back in San Antonio in the 70s. And because of that blessing of redemption, uh, we now are called upon to live that life of regeneration, that life that is a new life, as Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And that's the start of the life, not the end. It's the start of the life. And so just as That one man, through that one man's sin came into the world. Uh, Romans 5 continues and says it's through another man, Jesus Christ, that regeneration was brought. And it is through Jesus Christ, ultimately, that that redemption leads to reconciliation. And again, this great verse, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him, Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. What we gave up when we sinned uh, into falling into degeneration. God's purpose in Christ was that we could be regenerated and redeemed through the blood of the Lamb, and the Lamb being the Son of God. John the Baptist saw it, and he looked across the way and saw Jesus and told his disciples, in John 1, verse 29, there's the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 is another way of saying John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not die but have eternal life. And that's, I love the Second 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 version. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him, We might become the righteousness of God, but it doesn't stop with us. Again, that life just begins there, and 2 Corinthians 5, in earlier verses, talks about how we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, as if God were redeeming the world, sharing that redeeming message through us, and so we plead with the world around us, be reconciled to God. This past Sunday morning I mentioned the words of Paul at the end of his life in 2 Timothy 4 when he said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And now there is waiting for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord is ready to give me, but not to me only, but to all of those who have longed for his appearing. And that's the key. Are you longing for the appearing of Christ? Are you longing so much that you'll give up your will? when it contradicts the will of God? That's the question. To accept that redemption and that regeneration, it's taking ourselves off the throne in our lives and putting Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, on it. And today, as we consider all the craziness that's going on around us in this country and around the world, our hearts break for it. And we know certainly God mourns for the world that he created and the humanity he created. It's not what his vision was. And his he sent his son to redeem and to reconcile and to regenerate. And unfortunately, still, uh, so many turn away. But you don't have to. The revealed truth of the Bible is not that Jesus Christ took on himself uh, our fleshly sins, but that he took on sin. He became sin for us. Uh, not in sympathy, but... Uh, to receive that that sinful condemnation so that he could put it on his shoulders even though he knew no sin. The writer of Hebrews says, He was made in every way just like we are. He was tempted in every way just like we are, yet never sinned. Uh, Jesus Christ reconciled us back to the Father the way God designed it to be that relationship. And we can't redeem ourselves um, We can only be bought back through someone else and that someone else is Jesus Christ. Uh, There is a great truth of redemption, that great promise, that great gospel that we just read in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 but not everyone is willing to accept it. To accept it means to die to sin, to be buried with Christ through baptism into death and then to be raised out of that watery grave of baptism whether it's in a river or in a baptistry at church or in a lake in the ocean, uh, we're raised out of that watery grave to live a new life. That's the life of redemption, my friend. That's the life of reconciliation. That's the life of regeneration. I hope and I pray that you have received that wonderful gift of reconciliation and regeneration and that you too have been redeemed By the blood of the Lamb. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday, and in the meantime, we continue to pray for our world and our leaders. God bless.